Hello, you are listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, Liam Caswell, where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited. Today is a solo episode and I'm talking about one of my favorite things. How do you land your dream graduate program? And I'm going to be sharing with you today what I believe are the five key pillars to strategize your success in this because it is a game. (laughs) It is match. It is on, right? It's a very competitive time of year for you guys. And I know that. I feel that. I hear you. I see you. I get messages nearly every day talking about how worried and how stressed you all are. And I want to create a safe haven here for you to come, get trusted advice, and from here, make it happen. We are going to make it happen. So without further ado, let's dive in. What I want to preface this by saying is that I have my five-step How to Land Your Dream Graduate Program ebook available online for free. So make sure that you download that. The link is in the show notes. So without further ado, let's do this. So why do I know what I'm talking about? Well, some of you might be new here. If you are, my name's Liam. I've been a nurse for over 10 years. I've worked internationally across the UK, Scotland, England, Australia, Sydney, Canberra predominantly, across all different specialties, built my career, worked in Fiji, built my career up to the point where I was a nurse unit manager, I was successful in getting an ADON position, I've sat on lots of recruitment panels, and I've also helped nearly 200 people land a job through my coaching programs, and about 60 to 70 of them are grads. And currently I've got lots of grads in my graduate career launch program 2022 intake, And currently, unfortunately, the doors are closed. But I still wanted to do this so that you could all benefit from what I know and share it with you to make sure that you all succeed because that's my goal, to help you make your dreams a reality. I now work full-time as a nurse, career, and leadership coach in my own business. And it's been a steep ride, but I love it. I now have this podcast and I am doing what I'm meant to be doing. And my vision and why in my life is to be an example of what's possible for clinicians. Because if you told me 10 years ago that I'd be running my own business, having a podcast and coaching people online and not working clinically, I would have said, yeah, right. So you can do whatever you want in your clinical career. You just need to make it happen. So I want to preface this by saying what got you here won't get you there. Okay, so what got you to this point in your degree won't get you to your graduate program. A lot of people think that the university level interview prep and applications will help you. And yeah, they're going to be great. I'm not bagging them out. However, it's more of an academic assessment. And if you haven't noticed this already on clinical placement, it doesn't really translate a lot, right? Sometimes the academic stuff, what happens in the academic textbooks, isn't really how we practice it clinically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I'll leave that right there. So what got you here won't get you there. So I want you to invest in yourself and master the skills required to achieve your dreams. So you can do that a few ways. You can get on the waitlist for the Graduate Career Launch Program, and if any spaces come up, I'll get in touch. You can listen to my podcast episodes, where I've got lots of information about how you do this successfully. You can download my freebies. You can come join my Facebook private group. All of the links are in the show notes, or you can find other people to help you. There are other people across the country that do this, all to varying degrees. Google them, search them, they're out there. What I would recommend you avoid is a resume writer, okay? Because here's the thing, if you get your resume done for you, you won't feel like it's yours. It's a subtle psychological shift, 
but you will never feel like you created that. You won't know what's in it. It doesn't mean anything to you. You haven't put your touch and flair on it. And that matters because when you apply, they're going to see that it's going to be cookie cutter. And then when you go to interview, you're not going to be able to sell yourself because you haven't practiced writing selling yourself. So how the hell can you then do it when you're talking? A lot of people get stuck with this. In my programs, it's a done with you program because it's important that you learn that skill set for the rest of your career. Alrighty, let's make these dreams happen. So I just want you to connect to this and check in because this is probably you right now. Time poor. You're fast approaching the end of this degree and you have no time, little time to start even thinking about your graduate applications. I hear it all the time. I just don't have the time there. I've got so much happening, okay? I feel you. You're overwhelmed. You are overwhelmed because you just don't know where to start. You've got uni assignments, you've got placement, you've got your internship, you're working part-time, you might have kids, you might be a mature age student. All of the things are happening and all of the mind dramas coming up and you just want to scream and maybe cry at the same time, okay? You don't have to do that. Listen to this podcast episode, it will give you everything you need. Lacking confidence. Here's the thing, you know, lacking confidence, we're going to dive into this, but you've never applied maybe for a clinical role before, or maybe you feel underconfident about your likelihood of success, because everybody will tell you, oh my God, it's so hard to get into a graduate program. But I'm going to challenge that, and I'm going to say, what if it was easy? What if you just chose to believe that it was easy? What if you just chose to believe that you were confident? Okay, stop playing small. Believe in your abilities. Literally, the only thing that's stopping you from believing that you are ready is you. The uni said you're ready. APRA says you're ready. So why are you choosing to think that you're not ready? Okay, so that's really getting into that mindset stuff. And I'll talk about that in a second. So choose to be confident, right? Not cocky confident. Choose to be confident. Choose to show up as yourself and deliver, right? Prep and deliver. Usually confidence comes from a lack of prep, um, to be quite honest. Now, the fourth thing here is you can't sell yourself. I hear this a lot. I don't know how to sell myself. And I get it. I've looked at hundreds of applications and I would agree. Most people don't know how to sell themselves. You are amazing. You have a unique skill set. But how do you communicate that written and verbally in the interview? That's authentic. Ticking all the boxes for them. Using all of the buzzwords. It is a lot. It's not impossible. And let me give you some insights as we move through this, how to go about doing that. So the first pillar for success, pillar number one, we start with our mind. You need to master self-coaching because this is a huge change journey for you. This is a massive transition in your life. Okay, you've heard of transition shock, right? Whereby you move into something new and your brain throws up all the stuff and you go through this honeymoon phase and all the fear and all the worry and all the stress and then the anxiety and then you feel better because you achieve something. That's what you're going through right now. So first of all, be kind to yourself. Okay, this is a huge, huge process. And I want you to really, really focus in on what your brain is offering you. Because the stories that you tell yourself create your results. The thoughts that you choose to think will create your results. So your brain left unattended will provide you with all of the evidence as to why you will not succeed in this process. Think about it. Everybody's telling you it's hard. You're overwhelmed, you're overworked, you're lacking confidence. Your brain's like, oh, duh, easy. Of course, this is going to be so difficult. I'm just going to default to thinking that this is 100% true. Your brain's job, listen to this, is to keep you safe and comfortable. Okay? 
and applying for your first clinical role as a qualified professional to your brain does not seem safe and comfortable. So we want to offer our brain a bit of compassion there. But we also want to recognize that that's not 100% true. And safety, nothing grows from safety, right? Nothing grows from that comfort zone. So I want you to start creating and raising your awareness around the stories or what I call the mind drama that your brain presents. It will give you heaps of thoughts about why you can't do it. But does it ever offer you maybe how you could achieve it, right? No, because your brain is negatively geared. So we want to raise our awareness of those patterns that are running through our brain, all of those thoughts that you've just collected through your whole life. I don't care if you're 20 or if you're 60, you have patterns and they are running. And you've probably never stopped to question them. You've never stopped to check where you got your beliefs from. And we collect them from the peers around us and through your nursing degree journey. That's where you're picking up this whole, it's so hard to get a graduate program. Because how do you know? Before you started your degree, you didn't even think about it. But now you're dead set sure that it's so hard, right? So get really curious about what your brain's offering you. And what I want you to do, this is what you could do here. You could stop this episode right now. Pause it. If you're driving, please continue. (laughs) But you could stop... And you could write down all of the thoughts that you have about achieving your dream graduate position. I want you to fill an A4 page. So it might be thoughts like, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not confident, I'm not capable, I'm lacking confidence, I can't sell myself. When I'm in the interview, I stutter. I've heard all of these things, okay? And here's some relief for you. They are just thoughts in your brain. You don't have to believe them. Okay, let that sink in. These things are just sentences. They only mean something when you actually attach them to a situation like the graduate program's fine. The graduate program goes up and you're like, oh my god, I can't do this! It's too much! You don't have to think that. You can choose any thought. Any thought is available to you in that moment, okay? So, I want you to get hyper aware of what's coming up for you. Write it all down. Assess those thoughts objectively for truth. I want you to go through the list once you've filled that whole page and look for truths, okay? Would they be proven true in a court of law? Would a judge say, yes, that is factual, that you are not worthy. <laughs> you are definitely lacking confidence. Yeah, you cannot communicate. You stutter. No. Your brain is offering this to keep you safe, okay? And there's such power in recognizing that. So the first thing is mastering your mindset. Do that before you start applying. Do that as the fear comes up, all of the mind drama comes up. Do it as many times as you need because every time a different thought will come up. 50 different thoughts will come up. You have 60,000 thoughts a day. Another great time to do this, this is just off the cuff, is before your interview. Before you go into that interview, your brain is going to throw up everything. And if your brain is full of thoughts that are negative and they are not self-empowering, good luck to you, okay? That's where your brain's going to have brain farts and you're just not going to deliver. So write it all down, get it out of your brain, look at it, find the facts. Good luck if you find any. You probably won't. It's just your brain trying to keep you safe. Crunch it up, throw it in the bin and move on and go in there and be like, I've cleaned out my brain. I'm happy I can do this and re-empower yourself, okay? So that's the first thing that we want to do in pillar one. The other part of pillar one is that you get to choose to believe what is possible for you, okay? So no one's in charge of your mind. No one can make you think anything. No one can make you feel anything. Your thoughts and your feelings are purely yours. This is a lot to get your head around. 
This is what we do in coaching. This is why external things cannot influence our thoughts or our feelings unless we let them. Okay? So at this point in your graduate career process and joining the profession, if you can learn how to self-coach and self-master and self-lead, you are literally unstoppable. When you understand that you're in full control of your brain and that the interview email that comes through doesn't cause you fear, it's the thought that you're having about the interview that causes you fear, you are winning, my friend. Sit with that, explore it, Send me a message if you need to talk about it. There's a lot in there. Okay, pillar two is strategy. You must be strategic. Options are your best friend. When people say to me, Liam, I just need this program, this one program, and that's it, and I need to be in ICU, I get scared. Because you're setting yourself up to fail. You may get that program, and it could be amazing. You could believe that's totally possible, manifest it, clean out your mind, and give the best application and interview, and you could land that job for sure, right? But why wouldn't you at this stage in your career just give yourself options? And that's what we do within the Graduate Career Launch Program. We look at all of the things you want to do and I support you to apply for all of them and making sure that we tweak everything as we move through it so that you can succeed in all of the applications. And then you have four choices. Amazing. It's not uncommon for my grads to get multiple graduate program offers. I'm working with a grad at the moment, Jen, who's pretty much done the GCLP and most people are just starting it. And she's already done it for 2022. And Jen has now got two public and private graduate program offers as an international nurse. It all comes down to the strategy and all of the things that I'm talking about here today. Totally possible for you, okay? Always possible for you too. So strategy is your best friend. You want the pick of the lot. Apply for everything. Even if you see a registered nurse level one or entry level position or a job that says RN, one year max minimum experience, apply. Okay, you just don't know what they're looking for. You don't know who else is applying for that that role. So cast a wide net and don't limit yourself. Don't put all your eggs into one basket. I do believe that when you have a really solid strategy and a really solid self-coaching mindset, you are what I would define an unstoppable graduate. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, okay? And I have worked with people that have put all of their eggs into one basket with a shitty mindset. And guess what? They don't really succeed. And we end up having to find different alternatives for them. Okay. And it's soul destroying. So strategy plus self-coaching empowering mindset equals unstoppable graduate. No one deserves to get a program. Okay. If you tell yourself this story, you're setting yourself up for failure. Remember, we get what we create. The thoughts that we choose to believe create a result in our life, okay? We don't want to come from that negative place of entitlement and and I will get this, you know, I deserve it. Everybody deserves a program, okay? So make sure that you're really paying attention to that thought download and looking at your thoughts and cleaning them up. So like I said, it's not a matter of how or if, it's a matter of when it happens if you apply these learnings. Okay, pillar three, how you present yourself is how you will be perceived, my friend. And I use this analogy. Have you ever come on shift and you look at the room of the patient that you're taking over and you're literally like, oh my goodness, what has the patient and the nurse been doing? This is a bomb site. Maybe it's just me, but I had this thought every day. Maybe it's an ICU thing. I don't know. But I used to think to myself, what the hell is going on in here? And I just think like from so many different aspects, 
the relatives, the nurse unit manager, the educator, like the doctors, MDT, I just think this is not a good look. It's not a professional presentation of the environment that's safe to work in. And point in case, if you have a met call in a room like that, you will spend more time tidying it up and moving stuff out of the way and you are taking time away from your patients. So good graduate career tip there is always keep a clean room with your patients. Okay. <laughs> so with that aside, how you present yourself or how you present your documents is how you'll be perceived. And we are fickle people. Nurse unit managers, recruitment panels, they are fickle and they do not have a lot of time. They're very time poor usually. Usually we do this in our own time to be quite honest. And the slightest little thing might land you up in the no pile, okay? With hundreds of applications landing on the desk, literally, if your application looks like a dog's breakfast, you are going to be probably put in the no pile straight away, not even looking at the content. Think about it, people. It's personal branding 101. If you went into Apple and the store was a mess, would you buy the iPhone? If you went into Maya and the clothes were all over the floor, and somebody had stood on them, they were dirty, and they were all crushed, would you buy them? No, okay? So why would an employer buy you what you're selling if it's presented in a messy way, okay? Now, you can look at it and be very clear and objective and see and assess it from afar. Don't get all touchy-feely with it. Be really critical. Use your critical thinking skills, okay? They look at hundreds, if not thousands, of applications, and they are cutthroat. I've seen it, I've also been part of it, where it's like, oh, there's a typo, mm. oh, there's no full stops at the end of the, se- oh, the sentences, mm. oh, they forgot to put the name on the document, <laughs> problem. Okay, present yourself on paper as you would in real life, you would never turn up to an interview, and if you do, please don't, <laughs> you know, like looking messy, disheveled, like in your pyjamas, you just wouldn't do it, okay? So, applications, I talked about professional brands, so what is it? Professional branding will help you stand out from the pack. How do you want to present yourself? Think of like my business, you know, I need to present it with a logo and like colors and all of that. And I'm not great at graphic design and I'm developing that skill set, but you know, the brand is so important and it's the same in an application process. You are going to be landing a job that might pay you 70, 80, whatever it is in your state and territory, K a year as a you know, full-time graduate. Is what you're putting on paper worth that? I mean, you are 100% worth that, right? I know that, not even knowing you. However, that's the conversation they're having when they're looking at your application. Is this worth? Does it look like this person's well put together on paper? It's cutthroat, guys. It's, it literally is how it is. So whether you like it or not, you are the product in this journey, right? If you think of it from a sales or a buyer perspective, like they're, they're purchasing you to come and work for their organization. And they're purchasing your skill set and what you bring and your amazing, unique selling point. That's what you need to tap into for applications, okay? So, like any good brand, consistency is key. So this means, and you'll have heard me talk about this before, if you're doing your cover letter and your CV, they're laid out the same. You use the same spacing, use the same margins, use page numbers. Remember, as a clinician, oh my goodness, if a document doesn't have a name and a page number on it, uh, sorry, a name and like, well, just a name or a sticker on it, you're in trouble. It's like illegal. <laughs> Don't do it to your application, right? Show them that you're thorough. Show them that you're meticulous. Attention to detail. Use the same bullet points through the whole document, right? Don't waste the white space, all that white space in between your paragraphs. Cut it out. Like, think about better ways to do it. Your professional brand is what they perceive of you. Okay, so if it's a mess, they will think that 
maybe this person's not a good fit for this organization. Don't cut yourself out at the first stages. It happens all the time. Nursing graduates of 2023, you have been lied to, my friend. Applying for your first graduate role or graduate program does not have to be difficult. What if I told you it can be easy, fun, exciting, and supportive from start to finish? Are you curious? It's what our 2022 graduates called the missing semester of nursing school. Listen, our graduate nurse career launch program is perfect for you if you want to land your dream first preference. You want to gift yourself expert application and interview coaching support whilst you finish your studies and focus on your internship. You want to learn how to sell your amazing skill set in a way that's not awkward and definitely not cringy. You want to set yourself up with the skills that you're missing from university so that you're confident in your approach. You want to gift your future self guaranteed job success. If that sounds like you, our GCOP is perfect for you. Now, we're not in the business of just working with anybody. We only work with those that are truly motivated and committed to making their graduate dreams reality. You'll know if you are our type. And if you are, do not delay. We will be opening limited spaces for our GCOP intake for 2023. Join our waitlist. I have a beautiful bonus for those of you that do and take us up and join the GCOP with no delay. And we'll send you more details once you're on the waitlist. We'll see you in the GCLP. Alrighty, pillar four, interviews. Everybody loves interviews, right? I actually weirdly do love interviews. It's very strange. I get fearful, but you know, I do love them. Anyway, interviews are all about, you guessed it, preparation and strategy. Firstly, if you have implemented the learnings from this ebook, you will land an interview, guaranteed. If you download my freebies and you follow them step by step, if you join the Graduate Career Launch Program, I can guarantee you will land an interview. Guaranteed. Okay? It really is not difficult to stand out from the pack. If you put the work in, you will stand out from the pack. There might be thousands of applications, but I'm telling you right now, my grads get the best applications across the country and they land interviews. Now, this is where it gets serious. This is where you need to do the work. And most people are terrified about the interview stage. But remember, you get to choose what you want to think about this, right? So choose something that's empowering. Choose something that's not negative. Like, I can't do the interview. Oh my God, I can't communicate. I'm terrible. I've been there. I've done it. I'm not mocking. It's the reality. It's the first initial thing that comes up. But remember, you can change that. You can choose to believe something different. But let me tell you something. If you land an interview... Instead of feeling the fear and dread and worry for weeks on end, you should be immensely proud of yourself. They like you. They want you. You have made it this far. You are literally 50 to 60% on your way to landing this role. Boom. How good does that feel? You've been working towards this for three years. Now is the time to lock in, put your seatbelt on, hit the accelerator and do even more work. Don't go into an interview without prepping, ever. It is unacceptable. And if you get the job, you're very lucky. It's probably from a place of desperation and no one wants that job, okay? Even if you feel like you're crappy, no. We, we wanna turn up and deliver and be consistent with our brands. You want to show them, you wanna walk in there and blow them away. You wanna be the unique individual that you are because everybody is unique. You all have something unique to offer. None of this cliche crap. What are you offering them? And bring it with you. What is your brand? Show up, deliver, 
your authentic self. You've already done all of the work if you've done this ebook and my freebies or the podcast episodes, right? So my secret key to interviewing with immense confidence is first just believing that you're great at it. I am great at interview. I'm so good at interviews. I am so confident at interview. Tell yourself that until you believe it and you feel it in your body, okay? So my secret key is mindset mastery plus strategy to land those great jobs, exceptional applications plus amazing badass interview prep has you at an immense advantage compared to your peers. Gift this to yourself and you will feel like you've won. Now I can hear a lot of you saying, oh, but I've got no time. I'm overwhelmed. I've got too much to do. You have to make the time. You have to make it. You need to schedule better. You need to plan more. You need to make the time. It's a non-negotiable, right? You've worked so hard to get here. This is an $80,000 job. Seventy dollars to $80,000 job. Give yourself the best opportunity. Okay, so what do we do? We prep, right? You must do the pre-interview homework. You cannot predict what the interview will ask you. However, that's where someone like me comes in because I know what comes up. And unless, you know, they really shake it up, I'm usually on the money, okay? And we don't know what will come up per se, but we can map out key potential types of questions and question themes to prepare yourself accordingly, okay? So what does that look like? It looks like sitting there and thinking, right, I'm applying to Queensland Health and I am applying for the... ED program or the acute, let's go acute medical program, okay, the acute med surge program. Okay, what do they want from an acute med surge nurse? What are they really looking for? What would an ideal graduate look like in med surge? What kind of work would they do? What kind of clinical presentations might they see or might show up? And this is where we start then going, right, what's important in the healthcare industry right now? And we can start picking out some key question themes. And here are some just to get you going, okay? So if you think about patient safety, communication, you might get a question on patient deterioration, escalation of care, conflict, strengths and weaknesses, patient-centered care. All of these things you can prepare examples for ahead of time. And those examples can be super flexible. You can use them for anything. If you prepare an example for patient assessment, you can use it for deteriorating patients, right? You could use it for a met call example. So don't limit yourself, okay? By prepping ahead of time, what you're doing is you're creating a safe space for your brain to do the work ahead of time, okay? Rather than just going in there and thinking that you can access all of your memories in the moment, that is why you mind blank. All of you tell me, I go into the interview and I mind blank. Well, that's why. Because you're not doing the work ahead of time. You're not thinking about the best example that you have from your three-year degree or from your, your AIN or your Rousson role and you're not thinking about how can I really talk about this and show them my amazing skill set ahead of time. Because by writing it down and prepping it, you go in there and it's kind of more accessible to you in the moment, rather than trying to dig through your brain in the not in the fight or flight environment, okay? So don't do that to yourself. Create your notes ahead of time. And you must, must take notes in with you. I don't care where you're applying, where you're going. I actually have a story for you. I worked with somebody, she's one year post-graduating, She's been working as an agency nurse for that whole time. And she came and joined one of my programs, not the graduate career launch program, the eight-week program, and she couldn't get a job. She came and she applied for 10, 15 jobs before coming to me. None of them took her in for interview. 
She came through the process that I've just talked to you about. We got her killer documents, really sold her unique selling point and communicated her awesomeness on paper. And we did a lot of mindset work. We also prepped for interview. She went to interview and had six different interviews for six different jobs. And here's the thing. She was amazing. She was holding herself back in two ways. One, she was not allowing herself to go all in because she didn't believe she was worthy. So she was doing the mindset work, but she wasn't believing it. And she wasn't repeating it and really working on it. So her mindset was holding her back. And the second thing was she didn't take her notes into the interview. She didn't create that safety net for herself. And in doing that, she set herself up to fail. Because in the moment, she got so worried and so anxious because she didn't believe she should be there. She didn't feel like she was worthy. And therefore, she didn't take her notes in. So notice that thought, how that thought of I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, created the feeling of unworthiness. And the action that she took from that place was not to take her notes in. The result she created in her life was that she didn't land the job. Okay. The interview is all up to you. I can give you all of the things you have to go in there and deliver, right? So use your notes, take them, be proud of them, tell them you've done a bit of homework, tell them you're excited, you've prepared. They will love it. And if they don't like it and they tell you to put them on the floor, then that's fine. You probably don't want to work for that organization. That's not a a done thing. I've heard of it before, but it's not a done thing. Okay, interviews. Let's carry on with interviews. Obviously, you want to get your head in the game. Those who succeed in interview understand that it's a game, right? It's kind of like role play. It's kind of like an OSCE at school, right? At uni. It is, you go in and they're going to ask you a question and they have a specific way that they want you to answer it, but they don't tell you because they can't tell you and you've just got to guess. It's a game. It's not a warm and fuzzy chat. It's not a being about being all bubbly and cute and hoping that your characteristics will convey your skill set. Although, do bring your personality with you. One of, I tell a story of a nurse that I interviewed in Canberra and I still remember to this day, I can see her. She came in, she was wearing her personality like she had a beautiful, very interesting dress on. However, you know, I remember it and just lit up the room when she walked in, right? So don't come in all huddled up and scared and you know, timid and shy, like own it. You're here, you've made it. Let's get in here. It's not about being overconfident. It's just about believing in yourself. If you can't believe in yourself, You'll never believe in anybody else. No, that's not what RuPaul says, but that's what I'm going to steal. Anyway, it's not a warm, fuzzy chat, okay? We're going to go in there and we're going to be strategic. It is a game. They're going to test your character. They're going to test your ability to think and work under pressure. And they're giving you a platform to sell yourself. You can't sell yourself without a strategy. Good luck. (laughs) You need a strategy, right? And I'm giving you all of that here. You need to understand the types of questions they're going to ask you, right? So you can strategically use tried and tested approaches to ensure that you give them what they want. My personal favorite approach for behavioral style questions is the STAR technique. The STAR technique applies to questions like, Liam, tell us about a time that you've delivered patient-centered care. And then I would dive into my STAR technique. What was the situation? What was the task? What was the action? And what was the result? And within that, I will give them a beautiful example that I've predetermined. And if not, I will make one up on the spot based on my experiences. Or I will pull from my notes and I'll get a trigger and then I'll move forward and I'll answer and I'll give it my best shot. Another thing you can do at the end of the star is talk about your learning. So star plus L. So what did you learn? And as a graduate, that's a beautiful way to wrap it up. Okay, make sure that it closes and it finishes beautifully and you show them that you're reflective. 
When you use the technique and a strategy, it works every time, guaranteed, okay? Star is predominantly only for those behavioral type questions. The two other types are list style questions, which is like, tell us about why you want to work here. Or why did you choose to apply for Better Health Hospital, right? Or can you tell us about your strengths and weaknesses? And then the other type, of course, is the dreaded clinical scenario, the hypothetical clinical scenario. And I say hypothetical because it's kind of like it's in the future. Liam, imagine you were to come on shift today and you had four patients and one of them was hypotensive and tachycardic. Can you talk us through what you would do? That's a scenario-based question. So literally what we do is we talk them through it. We show them our critical thinking and we step them through what we would do. My top tip for those questions is put yourself in the scenario. Imagine you're there. Imagine you've walked into the room. What would you do? What's the first thing? All of the micro details matter. Okay. And finally, the last pillar, lessons learned. I want you to hear this loud and clear. The outcome does not define your worth. Let me say it again. The outcome of this process does not define your worth. It's merely feedback, okay? Do not allow your brain to make this failure, in quotations, mean something about your capabilities. Use it as feedback. Okay, what can I do differently? Maybe I didn't prep enough for the interview. Don't beat yourself up. Find the gap and fill it for the next one. And here's the thing. There are so many opportunities out there. I'm yet to meet a nurse, honestly. I know there are people out there. I know there's posts and stuff online. I'm yet to personally meet a nurse that hasn't got a job. And if they haven't got a job, they need to come work with me. Because it's going to happen. In all of my programs, I guarantee that you will get a job. I'll work with you until you get a job. Boom. Risk-free. Who's offering that? No one. I am. Because we make it bloody happen. Okay, so the outcome of the interview, negative or positive, does not define your worth capabilities and likelihood of landing future roles. Do not make your past failures, again in quotations, determine your future success. The only way a failure ever dictates your future success is if you sit in the pity of it and you let it consume you, okay? We have learned today how powerful your thoughts are. You can choose to believe and think whatever you want. So choose something neutral. Okay, I'm not saying don't be upset about it. Feel all the feelings. Have a cry. Lean into it. Become vulnerable, you know, but don't let it consume you and put you into the pits of misery. I worked with a graduate early 2022 who did this. Didn't get the graduate program, applied for one, put all the rice into one basket, didn't follow strategy, didn't do a good application, didn't get an interview, stopped, stopped applying. Three years down the drain. That's what they thought, right? And they let themselves think that they were a failure. Took a lot of coaching to get them back to the place where they're like, you know what? I've got everything I need. Of course you do. They haven't taken anything from you. Okay. Like success is built on failure. All success is built on failure. It doesn't matter. Like we need to fail more. You need to fail more as a graduate, right? Failing is an integral part of this process. We need to build resilience towards failure as clinicians. Failure in our clinical work is not an option, right? But in terms of our careers, you can fail. That's fine. What are you making that failure mean about you? Don't weaponize failure against yourself. It is just feedback. Fail is first attempt in learning. No is next opportunity. And you know what? It's so fascinating. As a clinician, failure and no are not good things. We make them mean really negative things. 
But you know, since I've started working as an entrepreneur and as a business, you know, I've found that it's very interesting how many no's and how many failures I've gone through in this process. And each one of them makes me stronger. Each one of them helps me build my business more. Each one of them helps me pivot and change and adapt. So when you push your boundaries and your comfort zone, failing should be something that you should expect, okay? You are exercising your tolerance of failure. This will not be the first or the last time. So if you do not get the position that you dreamt of getting, that's okay. You can still get there. I want you to hear that again. You can still get there. Just because you don't get into peds at the end of your nursing degree does not mean you will never get there unless you believe that's true. And guess what? You get to decide what's true because you're in control of your brain. No one else. Alrighty, so they are my five pillars. There's a lot of info in there. Lots and lots of things. But it's very important that you listen, come back, listen back to it and take massive action, okay? You cannot and will not be successful in this process if you just do the work at the last minute and think that it's going to land. You need to be strategic. There are people in my program that are being strategic, getting all of the support. There's people getting support from other people and they will succeed, right? So you need to make sure that you are putting it in as much work. I want to wrap up with some things that I want all graduate nurses to know, okay? These are kind of like myth busting because I hear it all the time and I just want you to hear it so that you can move forward free from all this mind drama and just make this happen for you. So number one, graduate programs are not the only option for you to start your career. Number two, private versus public does not matter. It's what you make of it that counts. Graduate programs promise a lot and typically, in my experience, under deliver. Manage your expectations going into it. This is a massive transition period for you. You do not need to know everything and they do not expect that from you. If you're an international nurse and you're listening, you can definitely land a public hospital graduate program. If you are in diet and you are struggling, get in touch with me. You are not behind or disadvantaged because your placements were not as diverse as others. It's how you communicate your experience that counts. Believe it or not, the panel wants you to succeed, not fail. You have one shot in the interview. Leave nothing on the table. You should leave that interview feeling so empowered and so happy with yourself, not the opposite. A no equals next opportunity. Take the lessons and keep taking action till you land that job. Confidence comes from taking action, not from landing a role. You have all the confidence available to you right now to make this a success. It's here right now. Just choose to believe that you're confident. Becoming a graduate is one of the most challenging times of your career. Be kind, gentle, and compassionate with yourself. It will take a lot from you. Find a mentor when you start inside and outside of the hospital. You will need someone to help you thrive within your career, and coaching is a brilliant way to do that. If you don't land a graduate program, your career is not over. It's feedback and an opportunity to recenter and try a different strategy. One more thing that I wanted to say was, if you are someone who's sitting on the fence and you don't know where you want to go, apply for everything. If you are unsure of what specialty you want to go and you're having like specialty mind drama, where you're like, but I love this, but I love that, and this maybe this would be better, or maybe I should do this, stop. You're indulging in confusion, okay? It's not going to move you forward. Just pick one. What one? If you weren't, you know, if you weren't ever going to get paid for it, and you were doing it for the love of it, which one would you choose? Which one speaks to you the most? Don't let your brain tell you that they're all equal because they're not. Pick one. 
There's no right or wrong. There is no right or wrong program. Okay, pick whatever you want to do. And if you pick ED and you hate it, that's fine. Guess what? You can move. (laughs) You can leave the program. That's fine. People leave programs all the time and you can go and do something else. It's totally okay. You get to decide what you want to do in your career. So remove all of that pressure, remove all of the mind drama, remove all of the shitty negative beliefs and thoughts that other people are imposing on you. And remember that you are amazing. You can believe whatever you want. Don't forget how far you've come and what you've achieved. And don't forget that one day, three years ago, this was a dream. You are living your dream. You have created this. So grasp it. Give it 110%. Show up for yourself. Believe in yourself. And bloody nail it. I hope that's been valuable today. There's a lot in there. I would love to know your thoughts about this episode. If you've got any questions, queries, comments, critiques, criticisms, let me know. Send me a message. I'm on all the platforms. All of the links to everything I've talked about today will be in the show notes below. Use them. Use my resources. Use the podcast episodes to prepare. And if you're keen on being in the GCLP, the intake has closed. However, you can get on the wait list. And as people get jobs, if I have spaces available and you're needing that support, I might be able to get you in. So make sure that you get on the wait list. If you're not on the wait list, you won't be able to get in. Okay. But yeah, good luck. You're amazing. Step into it. Gift yourself this possibility and this dream. And I look forward to hearing that you landed your dream graduate position in 2022. It's so exciting. Alrighty, until next time. See ya. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast episode, please take a wee minute to leave a review. It would mean the absolute world to me. If you are ready to start taking action in your career and you need some support, why wait? Come and join my private Facebook community. The link is in the show notes below. Within the community, we take what we discuss in this podcast and we put it into action. Currently, I am looking for nurses who are ready to stop playing small and invest in themselves to create the life and the career they want to live. If that sounds like you, then please get in touch. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay forever curious, my nursing friends.